Hey guys, welcome to episode 8 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Uh, I've hosted two other podcasts, one with nothing but geek stuff called Geekly Dose. So if you like geek things and movies and comic books and video games and more and, and lions, tigers and bears, oh my... Uh, head over to iTunes as well as Stitch.com to check that out. And my other podcast, of course, was Republic City Report, a uh, Legend of Korra podcast. So if you happen to be a fan of the Legend of Korra or uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, go back and check that out. There's all sorts of fun episodes there, classic episodes for you to listen to and enjoy. So thank you guys. I just found out recently that some people are actually going back to listen to those episodes. That's great. It's great. That's why they're there. They never get old. Well, some of them maybe do, but a lot of that stuff... A lot of Geekly Dose, for, in, for instance, had a lot of, uh, you know, 80s geek stuff we talked about on there. Things that are just kind of timeless. So, you know, don't feel like you everything will be dated because some of it will still be relevant. So make sure you go back and check it out. And one of the cool things we always did on there is that we would make predictions about some movies that still haven't come out. So it's fun to go back every now and then listen to those episodes, see if some of my predictions have come true, etc. beyond. So if you want to check that out, make sure you go ahead and check it out course you can head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast give that page a like um, so we can get that community building maybe maybe hopefully i don't know probably not <laughs> i mentioned that every episode it's not really growing a lot uh but that's cool i mean i well it's not it's we'll just say that it's cool anyway uh i am very excited to announce that i finally have a name for the email segment if you've been listening you know that i was looking to you guys to get uh, suggestions for the uh, name for the email segment because if you listen to legend of Korra, that segment was called correspondence so it both tied into the legend of Korra. it also made sense in terms of me reading emails i do have a winner for that uh i will announce that once we get to that segment uh, i do have a couple messages i'm going to read from uh during that segment today of course I also mentioned last episode that I now have an email. So if you prefer to contact me that way, instead of sending me a Facebook message, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. So I think that gets all the preliminary sort of stuff out of the way. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. This is, of course, episode eight. Goku makes an entrance. A last chance from Lord Beerus. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll just say this right now. I'll just go ahead and get this out the way not the most exciting episode which is kind of weird considering especially considering uh, the previous episode right it means episode 7 was just pretty incredible to me I mean yeah I mean incredible in terms of Dragon Ball Super right I mean there's still tons of Dragon Ball Z episodes that were better than that so I don't want to make it sound like it's the best thing ever but it certainly was the most fun I think I've had during this series as of yet because you know, you go back and listen to the first couple of episodes of the podcast. I'll elaborate on this stuff a lot more. But the first few episodes were kind of slow and there was a lot of humor and there wasn't a lot of action. And But I kind of understood at the same time because we needed to get back into things. We needed to, to, to get reintroduced to our characters again. We can't just jump directly into the fight. We have to build up to it. But those of us who saw Battle of Gods were probably a little bit impatient because we already have seen a lot of this stuff. So we're just like, just go ahead and get to the fight. Get to, get to the new shit. Get to the stuff we haven't seen yet. Uh, and it's not that I'm in a rush for this saga to end because I am enjoying the things that are different that I'm getting to see here. But once again, I saw Battle of God, so I pretty much know how this is going to end. But 
we did get to have a little fun. So where we left off last episode is with a big question, and we'll get into this later, but uh, Vegeta pretty much powered up, man, right after Boma got pimp slapped. Boma got pimp slapped, Vegeta went ape shit, and this is pretty much where the episode begins. Um, there was a question of whether or not he was Super Saiyan level 2 here. Uh, he definitely was Super Saiyan level 2. The question was, I guess, was it the first time it happened? We will talk about that a little bit more later. Um, so yeah, so Vegeta pretty much just gives it his all. I mean, this is something that we've seen before, okay? <laughs> we've seen characters get pissed off before, power up, get a certain a sudden surge of energy and, 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 and confidence, and they give it their all, a good 30 seconds or a minute or two, whatever, they unleash on the villain. We stand there and wait for the smoke clears. Of course, then the villain's just kind of standing there completely unscathed. Or, in the past, there's been a few times where maybe, you know, I think I remember one of Frieza's eyes being shut or something. I mean, sometimes they actually do damage, and then, but, you know, a lot of times they don't. And of course, I don't think it should be a surprise to anyone here that Vegeta was, was unable to do any damage to Beerus whatsoever. I mean, we've already established how strong this guy is. Goku at Super Saiyan level 3 uh, couldn't do any damage to him. But it was fun watching Vegeta get pissed off and to give it a, a good, fair shot. So there's not really a lot to dissect about this episode, so I'm probably going to fly through some of this stuff relatively quickly. But of course, at the same time, we've got Whis over there just ordering food i mean <laughs> i don't know what else they they want us to take from that other than that i mean of course it ends up kind of being the reason why he doesn't destroy the planet because of the food right we keep going back to the food but yeah beerus pretty much just you know completely just takes vegeta down with one hit we all expected that to happen knocks him clean out of super saiyan mode at this point he says he's going to destroy the planet he decides not to though uh once again, I guess because of the food. And then we kind of go into this uh, weird... Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens in between here, but I'm not going to talk about all of that stuff, right? Because it's not there's not much here that's worth really kind of breaking down. <laughs> and, not, and there's not a lot of exciting stuff that happens here either. We do get to see Emperor Pilaf and his crew again, which if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I fucking hate them. Uh, so I don't know why we keep going back to them. Uh, I guess it's just to stall, just to show us something. You know, no offense. I mean, I'm sure some people love that character. I just, I've, I don't like him. I mean, it feels like every time he shows up, it's just pointless. And once again, it just reminds me, it makes me feel like I'm watching a show for kids. You know, and, and a lot of this episode kind of felt that way. Especially, uh, well, I should say just for kids. I mean, obviously the show is partially for kids. But, you know, if you remember, like, later episodes of Dragon Ball Z, you know, if I had a kid, some of that stuff, I probably wouldn't let them watch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. In a lot of ways, this episode kind of reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, just some shows that are a little child friendly, you know, because, I mean, we get this whole segment basically where Beerus and Oolong are doing this uh, rock, paper, scissors battle for the fate of the earth. I mean... I don't I don't want to be hypocritical here, okay? <laughs> or anything or or uh, contradictory, but I I really I'm, I really didn't enjoy that at all. 
And it's funny because it's not the first time they've done stuff like that. I mean, they always do. These show, this show has always been a little bit silly, okay? And I get that. And, and a big part of it is the humor. Trust me, I, I know this. But I guess it just seems like a weird time. <laughs> it, it, it seems to me that with Dragon Ball Super, they're trying to maybe sort of recapture some of what Dragon Ball was, the original Dragon Ball. And have some Z action. Like, so maybe since they're reintroducing the show, they want to get kids involved too. They want to, they're not just doing this for the people who grew up watching the show and have been waiting 20 years for a new series. They want to capture probably, you know, that kid range as well. And I can't, I can't be mad at them for that. I'm not mad at them for that. It's just a little bit of a buzz kill, I guess, to to interrupt a decent fight against Vegeta for like a freaking uh, rock, paper, scissors battle. But hey, uh, the Ginyu Force did it back in Dragon Ball Z. Don't think I forgot about that because I didn't. Uh, <laughs> it was funny though. It was funny. It was better then because they were doing it amongst each other and they were doing rock, paper, scissors to see who was going to fight next. So, I mean, it kind of made a little bit more sense than this, that this destroyer god would come down and want to do rock, paper, scissors. I mean, but it's okay know that there are kids that watch this show even though it's almost like they don't even want fucking kids to watch it because it comes on on saturday night at like 10 p.m what's up with that by the way i don't want to get too far off topic here but if you listen to republic city report you know that at some point through uh the series of legend of Korra, uh nickelodeon pulled the show from television and made it online only you know one can only assume it's because the ratings weren't that great but you didn't necessarily set yourself up for success to begin with because I don't remember what time and date it was airing before, but it wasn't the ideal time or day. And it also, um, they also didn't do a very good job promoting the show. And it seems like Cartoon Network is, is, is doing the same thing here. I mean, you kind of dump this show on a Saturday night late uh, and it's a part of Adult Swim, which doesn't need to be because it's not even that adult friendly really i mean it's I'm, I'm sitting here talking about how child childish in some ways the show is i mean i don't understand why it comes on so late you know like the, I, I don't know if this is even possible but like is it possible that this show could get canceled at some point if people are watching because i mean i haven't been hearing anybody talk about dragon ball super i mean thank goodness for my listeners and you guys because i know you're fans and you're watching the show but I, I still think a lot of people don't even realize that this show is on tv right I mean, think about it. Like, when's the last time you really saw something? I mean, I saw a commercial for Dragon Ball Super uh, before it debuted, but I haven't seen anything since. I mean, you know, it's just, I don't know. I know it's been a long time, but I really think a lot of people just don't know about the show yet. Uh, and that's hurting the podcast, too, because I think I'd have more downloads and more listeners if more people knew about the show. So I don't know what's up, Cartoon Network, but let's do something. I mean, let's, let's, let's promote this show. Because people have been waiting on this, but a lot of people don't realize that it's back. Anyway, sorry for that little tangent. Uh, if you have any thoughts on that, please, by all means, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast and or send me an email at rockthedragon at uh, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. But that gave me something else to talk about instead of talking about this damn rock, paper, scissors battle. Uh, <laughs> let's fast forward a little bit to the future here. Uh, long story short... Beerus wins the rock, paper, scissors battle. Okay, I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like it was completely whack. 
I mean, there's some little funny little moments in there. If anything, it gave us a chance to get re- to refamiliarize ourselves with Oolong for those of us who have forgotten uh, what he's like. And I'll tell you this, I'll say this, the voice voice actor for Oolong, that dude has not missed a step. He has not missed a single step. I mean, he sounds just as good as he did years ago, and that voice is still awesome. Uh, I can't say that for everyone else. I mean, well, I mean, I can't say that the the voices aren't bad, but there are certainly noticeable differences here. Uh, Once again, not an insult, just an observation. You know, um, when Vegeta bum-rushed, Beerus, the, his screams and the yells just sounded completely different than what I'm, what I remember, you know, and what and what they what it once was. Uh, but I, I get it, you know. People get older, their voices change, etc. Uh, Christopher Sabat is still the man. He's still the man. But I can't do a podcast about this show and 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 kind of not point out some of the things that are different. And even though we still have the same voice actors, uh, they do still sound different. But I get it. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's not going to be the same forever. It's totally fine. Uh, so, yeah, to kind of get to the point here, once again, Beerus uh, wins the rock, paper, scissors battle, decides he's going to destroy the planet. Uh, he floats up. Um, he makes this big ball of energy. And actually, we kind of get this sort of a beautiful sort of a moment there. I mean, the music kind of swells up and... Uh, it's really kind of uh, this orchestral sort of music, and they're all standing under this bright light, uh, pretty much watching the end of their lives happen. Um, it, rem- it reminded, and this is going to be super weird for me to say, but it reminded me of this Lars von Trier movie that I saw. I, I don't think I'd, I'd never realized I'd be uh, comparing Dragon Ball Super to a, a Lars von Trier movie. I don't remember what the name of it was called right now, but it was about the end of the world. And I remember Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst was in it. Um, oh, Melan- Melancholia. I think that's the name of it. I think the name was Melancholia. You should watch that movie. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, it's you know it's kind of like I think this movie kind of takes place over the course of one night. I, I could be wrong about that. Matter of fact, I won't just pretend like I didn't say that because I don't remember. But everyone on the planet is aware that the world is about to end. I think a big comet or meteor or something is is coming. Um, so it's kind of like their last night on Earth, and and, and there's this beautiful scene moment where everybody's just kind of sitting outside watching this thing come toward the planet, you know? And there's something really sad about that and tragic, but there's also something really beautiful about it because it's really peaceful. And I imagine something like that would be very uh, appealing to the eyes. I hope I never have to see one in my lifetime, but you get what I'm saying, right? So it kind of reminded me of that. So it was a beautiful moment there. Uh, But of course, of course, in, in, in traditional Dragon Ball fashion, Right before the shit hits the fan, Goku shows up. Yay, Goku. Um, it's a little bit, I don't know. It, 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 it wasn't as satisfying to me as I guess it normally would be when he shows up like that. Uh, probably because I just knew that that was going to happen because it's become like one of those Dragon Ball tropes now. It's almost like a cliche sort of a thing that Goku's going to show up at the last minute. And even they kind of make fun of it themselves a little bit in the episode. Because I think Bulma says something like, uh, you you always cut it really close. And Piccolo says something like, uh, you 
you finally decide to show up. Uh, I mean, uh, which I, I could have sworn he said that those exact words before in a you know, in Dragon Ball Z somewhere. But hey, it's good to have our buddy back. You know, I mean, it, it's awesome. He shows up. Of course, we know that he's not much of a threat to Beerus at this point. So those of us who know Battle of Gods, we kind of maybe know what, where, where this is going to go. Um, so he shows up and he pretty much says, hey, you know, don't destroy the earth. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what a Super Saiyan God is, but I may have a way to find him and bring him here. And then he mentions the Dragon Balls. So I think what they're doing for most of the first half of this saga it's just kind of reminding us of things because if you notice they kind of they're finding reasons to use every character right um we, we boma had a birthday party so they gave us an excuse to bring all the characters back together one and then there are these little small adventures in there with goten and trunks and then we get krillin and android 18 and yamcha and uh, uh the ox king and, and Dende, Dende had, Dende's the one who realizes that Beerus is a god, and then Piccolo has a conversation with him, and Go, Gohan and Videl are there, and even Mr. Satan and Boo have a little interaction, so it's almost like they're just spending a little bit of time reminding us of who these characters are, which I, I get that. that. That completely makes sense. And that would also explain why uh, maybe the majority of the episodes haven't been the greatest so far. Because we're trying to refamiliarize ourselves with everything now. It's almost like the same thing with movies, right? When you get a movie and it's the first one in a trilogy or something like that, you spend a lot of time doing character development and setting up the origin story and all that. And then you get that out the way. And then the second movie comes along. You've got all that shit out the way. And you can just get straight on with the action. And the second movies are usually better because of that. I would argue that the second movies are usually the better, the best of the three. And there's history to prove that <laughs> um but anyway you'll hear me talk more about that kind of stuff over at tim bridgewater geek which will be coming soon okay so facebook.com slash tim bridgewater geek youtube.com slash tim bridgewater geek uh but yeah so they spend you know they, they need to spend some time reminding us of everything and i get that and and this was just an opportunity, for, I think, for Goku to remind the audience about the Eternal Dragon and the Dragon Balls and what they do and what their purpose is. And we'll be finding that out pretty soon. So I think that was a cool way to kind of reintroduce the significance of the Dragon Balls. Uh, if they can find a way to utilize those things during this, all this stuff, then that's great. I do hope that they kind of limit the usage of it because the Dragon Balls have always been sort of this fail-safe and then sometimes they don't use them when they probably should and it's just like this, this weird thing that's there in the background and you have to wonder <laughs> if it's good or bad to keep these things around, you know. Um, but that's basically what happens here. I mean, he shows up, talks about summoning Shinron and the episode pretty much ends. I mean, there's some little funny stuff in between there, but that pretty much takes care of the episode talk. If you have any comments or questions about my thoughts on there, or you want to share your thoughts on this episode, once again, send me an email at uh, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com, or you can head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Now, one thing I did notice this episode, too, in the, uh, the, the end credits, and I... Don't they could have been doing this for every single episode? Maybe I just didn't realize it. That's totally a possibility. But um, for one thing, that song that plays in the ending credits is fucking awesome. That is an incredible. That is an awesome song. But it was in English this time. 
I feel like it was in Japanese every other time, but I could be wrong. <laughs> but I definitely noticed this time it was in English, and I, I need to get that song because that song is pretty badass. Anyway, okay, so at this point, this is where I'm going to switch over to the email segment slash message segment of the show. And I am super proud to announce that we have a winner out of the two entries that I got. Yeah, I only got two. I only got two suggestions. So, uh, But you know what? Instead of dragging this thing out, I just want to pick this one because I really, really like it. Um, Evan sent me a message on Facebook and said, for your mail segment title, what about what are you saying? Get it? Saying? Saying? I really like that. <laughs> so, Evan, congratulations, my friend. From now on, this segment will be called, What Are You Saying? Because it makes sense, right? <laughs> it makes sense. What are you saying? What do you want to say? What are you saying and what do you want to say to me? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. And sometimes I feel like I may accidentally say the wrong thing, but, you know. It's not hard to find the page. Uh, but not only did Evan send that suggestion, and, be the, and not only is the winner of that, uh, he also took a time, took a, a minute to say, uh, to show a little love with the podcast. So I'm going to read that now. He also says, keep up the great work, man. This podcast made me want to listen to Republic City Report, which in turn made me want to go back and rewatch The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Evan, thank you so much for saying that. I responded to your message, but... Uh, that's that's probably like one of the best things anyone could ever say to me, <laughs> you know, to say that not only you enjoying what I'm doing now, but it makes you want to go back and and, and, and and not only does it make you want to, but you actually went back and listened to some of my other things and you enjoyed that so much that it made you go back and watch the show again. Uh, that's a massive compliment, man. Thanks a lot for that. And I appreciate it. Um, thanks for being a listener. Uh, I'm not going to cry, man. I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. Okay, so I do have, I talked, I mentioned early in the episode that we were going to revisit this Vegeta Super Saiyan Level 2 conversation. Uh, and the reason why I wanted to wait until now is because I actually have a message from a listener about it. Uh, if you recall back in episode 7, uh, one of my big questions of that episode was, did Vegeta transform into super saiyan level two due to boma getting slapped <laughs> uh, i also mentioned that i had been a while since i'd seen the boo saga and that saga is not my favorite so my memory is incredibly fuzzy on that so that if anyone remembered something that i didn't to please let me know and one of our listeners one of my listeners definitely did so so sanford thank you so much for uh reminding me that uh and I didn't go back to rewatch this, so I'm trusting that this is accurate, okay? But I, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering it correctly now also. But I'm going to read your post here, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So Sanford wrote, Listen to the podcast about Vegeta and Super Saiyan 2. Vegeta became Super Saiyan 2 in the Buu Saga. He revealed it to Goku as Majin Vegeta before their battle that, led, that fed Buu energy. Vegeta boasted that while Goku was in Otherworld, he continued training and achieved Super Saiyan 2. Meanwhile, Goku didn't reveal he achieved level 3 and remained at level 2. So they fought each other at Super Saiyan 2, and Vegeta fought Buu at Super Saiyan 2. Vegeta was always my favorite character, and I've enjoyed him in Super so far. 
The transformation of Vegeta's character from the Saiyan saga through now is one of my favorite character developments in any story. I hope we finally see Vegeta surpass Goku. Give Vegeta the hero moment. I've been pretty impressed so far with this series. The humor is placed very well and the dialogue feels more mature. To me, it feels like they're targeting the same audience that watched it back then as opposed to just grabbing the youth of today. Leave that for DBZ Kai. Sanford, thank you so much for, uh, for, for helping me out there. Um, I responded and then you responded with... Um, wait a second. Sorry, I have to scroll down here. <laughs> you responded with, as long as you're doing the podcast, I'll be listening. I've periodically searched for Dragon Ball podcasts like this, and I'm glad there's one available now. I really enjoy the show. I don't know many people into it like I am, so it's cool to listen to and I not, and now interact with you about it. Thanks for the show. Sanford, thank you for writing that. Thank you for being a listener, my friend. Thanks very much. Uh, I'd like to invite anyone else who has anything like that to say. Uh, not only can you send it to me, but if you want us to head over to iTunes and put it there too, that would be great. I mean, trust me, I love hearing it either way. But if we want to, if you want to really help me kind of get the audience bigger here, um, go to iTunes and leave that review. I promise you, I will also see it there because I check that too. I will see it there. Thanks so much for that. Uh, but yes, so I, man, if my memory is it's, it's still a little bit it's still a little bit rough on the Boo Saga, but yeah, I think I do remember that. Um, so Vegeta admitted to Goku that he went level two uh, during their fight. So it wasn't necessarily that he was achieving it for the first time here. It was just that I guess he got pissed off enough to where it just kind of triggered, right? And if it's anything like uh, the previous uh, initial sort of Super Saiyan levels of transformation that we've kind of been led to believe and understand based on sort of what the what we've learned throughout the history of the show is that it is usually harder to do the first time the first couple times uh, so maybe that's what it is maybe you know maybe he just couldn't he hadn't gotten back to the point to where he could just hop immediately into level two mode on his own so he needed to kind of be brought to that point uh, where he's pissed off um, so cool yeah if that's how it went down that's awesome um, it's a shame that episode was so great and then this one just kind of wasn't the greatest. <laughs> uh, you mentioned here, Sanford, in your message that it feels to you like they're targeting the same audience that watched it back then. Um, I don't I don't think I could necessarily agree with that. Uh, I, I think that because uh, I already mentioned earlier in the episode that uh, to me, it seems like they're going for kids now uh, more so than the people that kind of grew up watching it. Uh, I could see why you would say that though. Uh, I just, I think I see it a little bit differently just because of the things like the rock, paper, scissors. And, you know, I mean, a, a lot of this and, and Beerus to want to destroy the planet over food. I mean, just some of the way these stories lines are starting. It's just a little bit, I feel uh, less mature than previous stories. I mean, think about how the Free Frieza saga started, you know, with Vegeta being beaten half to death and them having to go to Namek and they, they go there to find out that Frieza and his people are pretty much murdering innocent Nameks. I mean, that's pretty serious. And then we've got Cell who killed Trunks, stole his time machine and went back in time to absorb the androids, which is a pretty gruesome thing in itself. Uh, and then Boo, who comes along, Goku and Vegeta have to beat the crap out of each other to feed him energy so he's free and then he comes out 
and kills everybody on the planet. So if we compare that to, say, uh, Beerus, you know, it just seems a, it seems a lot less serious. And I think there's a reason for that. I think not only because he's going to become sort of an ally of theirs at some point, but because they're trying to start this thing off in a way that, you know, if kids want to jump into it, maybe they can watch it. I don't know. But anyway, thanks so much for sending me that. Uh, if you would like to uh, send me a message about uh, the show, anything else, otherwise, send me an email over at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Uh, Tim Bridgewater Geek, that's coming real soon. Once again, if you want to hear me talk about other things other than Dragon Ball, like just comic books and video games and whatever else I think of that week, head over there. I'm going to start making videos for that kind of stuff. Um, I've been working pretty hard on all that, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, I think that about does it for this episode, guys. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I feel like I used to say a lot of different shit at the end of the show, but I'm really tired, so... Um, until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater and I will see you next time.